Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of We Shot First. We are in the third season. We are at episode six. Now, if we're rocking about 33 episodes in the first, about 40-odd episodes in the second, 70, that's like... And a couple of parody things we throw in there. We I think we have like 90 episodes of this podcast, guys, up and ready to go. Eh? Eh? No? That's not impressive? You don't like that? I, I think that's pretty cool. Don't, don't yeah, just, no, don't, that's awesome. Thank you. Don't that's, that's awesome, man. Four morons nodding at me. Thank you. That's great. We're video. I know we're video, but you got to speak to draw the camera. We we discussed this, Hamilton. Uh, anyway, welcome back. And we are still dabbling, obviously, in the world of video. You know, we're not perfect at it, and we're trying a couple things. We've got our uh, websites plastered in the video. Um, we're trying to mix our audiences. We have a, a much larger podcasting audience than we do live video audience or our YouTube upload audience. And we're trying to let one know of the other. So if you'd like to see the battle boards, because no one's interested in our ugly mugs, uh, as we play, you know, check out some of the upload videos if you have time. If your thing is walking the dog, listening to us, audio only, great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want a little bit more, a little bit more pizzazz, um, a couple of mistakes in the live audio recording as far as, you know, music and stuff goes, we're trying to hold it all down, um, then, you know, maybe try our YouTube page at Rollmongers Podcasting Network on YouTube, or just go right off of our own website, www.rollmongers.com, for as long as we can keep that up and running. Uh, we are at Twitch right now, live streaming on a Monday night, which we're hoping to make home of our sci-fi. If we can keep Star Wars, at least for the next six months, and Rob Starfinder coming up on Monday, then it'll be Sci-Fi Mondays. This is the plan. And that opens up more chances to keep fantasy going on our Friday night. We roll into the lobby around 7, and we hope to be recording for you live at 7.30 on Friday, EST, Age of Ashes and Dice for Dishonor, Mummy's Mask and such. And on Monday, here we are, 7.30, pretty much close close to, uh, you know, close to can't really be watching, but um, if you're here, you know, shout out to our regulars, King of First, Crow73, Gamma Knight, and the gang. And if you would like us to talk about you, come into the chat, make some comments. Heckle Matt, help me pick on Aiden. I mean, you know, this is this is what we do. This is our fun time uh, for them. And uh, my way of being artistically creative. Because I never made it like Matt Witt did in wedding photography. I never made it as a musician. Despite my once upon a time mad keyboard Genesis skill, because I can't sing, you know, you know how cringy it is to be able to play. Phil Don't Collins? you mean you can't dance? Oh, oh, those fight words. Now I can dance and I can still dance. Have you seen the video of my wife, my daughter's wedding? Well, are you just standing here telling everything then? I can't I'm just, I'm just watching it go right over his head. It's amazing. <laughs> it's bad that he doesn't get it, but I, can't I do. Dance. I can't walk. Only thing about me is, is the way, way I talk. talk. I can't dance. I can't sing. I'm just standing here telling everything. Wow, you almost make me sound good. <laughs> almost. I can dance. Well, I, well, let's just say I'm not afraid to try. Um, anyway, on with the show. Enough prattling. Gentlemen, we had left you at not a busy spaceport, but a hustling, bustling club that was, you know, cranking out the tunes. We stepped outside, as gentlemen do, not to get our shirt and shoes dirty, but for a little droid rock'em sock'em robot battle. And now, I guess I owe the players some credits. 
<laughs> who bet what? I think we, I think what Frank's into like into our winner like for fifteen hundred credits. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, put put that on your character, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and I just want to know how the house did. Because mm. <laughs> you know the house always wins. Yeah. Well, honestly, oh. because Corey's character, um, again, I want to say Razmataz, but that's not right. Rama Gilligar. <laughs> Thank you. Rama Gilligar is known on the planet. Um, I would say it's a, a 60-40 for the bets. So 40 people bet for him, 60% bet against him. Not a, like like he was not some kind of dark horse and you made a killing. Okay. So I'm going to roll some 43. Okay. So very close to his bet. So I'm going to say that despite all the betting after your payouts, you're only walking away with 3,000 credits. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Double down? I don't think so. No? No. All right. That, pay, that completely paid for the vocabulator upgrade into TP501Z. <laughs> come I'll on, take it. Come on down to the... All right. So, boys and girls, what's next? You guys head back to the ship? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Probably. Uh, well, oh, we had to do some business to, with Gilligar to get uh, Frank's bits and pieces yeah i think that was kind of the purpose of swooping in and getting gilligar so we saved his ass i'm hoping he gives us a good uh, price on it yep yep oh yes okay so um thanking you he um he you know he's like oh i can't rustle this up like right now so he's got to go off and and you know track down the guy and all that kind of thing so you guys have a little time sure but he, he goes off to make some ends meet uh and if you got to leave planet he can you know ship it to you or maybe you can even have the banshee swing by and pick up the stuff you know, that kind of thing. Yep. But uh, after five episodes, I'm assuming that you guys have had enough of this Dust Bowl. Yep. I got to get in touch yep. with, uh, uh, what was her name? O'Keefe? Yep. Captain O'Keefe. Was that her name? Mm-hmm. And because uh, I think I'm just going to get her to pick me up from here so that, you know, if somebody looks into my background, they're going to see that I came from here, not some random coordinate in hyperspace. Or inside of a hyperspace link. Hmm. You know, it's like uh, putting up a a proxy so people can't detect your uh, web traffic. Okay. So, um, what do you guys want to do now? Well, were we all going to the uh, the rendezvous to look for uh, Darka? It's up to you guys. Things have changed as far as us being able to pull this off on Monday night. Um. With the availability of some players and and not so much others or whatever, we've kind of shuffled around. But like I said, if um, if you guys think five plus a drag along NPC is heavy, you know, because I can adjust the counters, right? So um, why don't you guys? I also have stuff for those that get left behind. Like Jay and I talked about stuff that he can do for XP on the on the. Um, resurgence right um poser as well has cutscenes and stuff also that can be you know on the resurgence and you guys have two ships so you can always call you know if you guys think you're over your head you can just take a night to you know to bunk kind of thing because mm-hmm. we were looking at hyperspace rules joe and i and in the core rule book it's like roll a d6 times your hyperdrive modifier and that's it in days poof so do you guys actually know what the hyperdrive modifier is on your on your chip? Then there's some... Uh, real- 2.5, I believe it was. It was good. It was like the best option in our price point. And that was why we went with it, I think. 
Yeah. And then you said that there were some extra enhancements to it. So I don't know what that meant exactly. Yes. We haven't gone into the details of that. Yes. Yes. Well, um, Merrick would have to kind of do an overhaul and he would get to a point where he might even need Dr. Less expertise in bioengineering. But you guys have not had a chance to sort of dock and rip apart your engine. You've always been going somewhere since you bought the ship, right? Now you got a couple options here. You could dock the ship with the resurgence, have somebody stay behind and rip it apart. Because again, that's kind of an adventure in itself and just send a couple of people, you know, to track down Dark. Dar- well, it definitely needs an overhaul. And I was thinking maybe that would be something for Leth to, I mean, at the very least oversee. Um, maybe. So. Well, you guys, um, we also have Haas that was going to yep. stay with the ship. Um, and uh, if you guys need him, he's got his gand. But, um, you know, Joe uh, Gibson, ladies and gentlemen, has always agreed to sort of be a fifth wheel in this show. We knew the show was heavy handed already. And he always, he's always been happy because he knew he and I had planned to place him as a heavy in Age of Ashes and in the evil and, you know, some other stuff. So he's always just been happy just to show up and be part of Star Wars, but not necessarily be counted as, you know, add me, let's go, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Isn't that right, Joe? <laughs> he's looking at me like, I'm just looking at this now. Come on. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, it's all a lie. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm being cut from the show? No, 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 no. Yes, yes, no, 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 no. No, that's it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, um, yeah, like, talk amongst yourselves, guys. Like, one thing I, I'm realizing is we discuss what's going to happen in the game, or you guys talk to me. I'll have this idea. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I was talking about this, and a bunch of things are hashed out. Um, and then I think we're saving time by me going, this is what you can do. This is what you're going to do. And the audience is missing out on like the players deciding. And this is not like a shopping list where it's like, oh yeah, no one wants to look. You guys read books, you know? Um, I mean, starting with Rahal, have you got a plan? You've picked up droids. You've picked up players, you know, like what do you guys want to do? You're waiting for Gilligar to get you the stuff. So I'm assuming you guys have gone back to the ship, right? Yep. You know, let's let's Have have a good meal. Clean our gear. Okay. Take advantage of the local laundry facilities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not I'll uh, I'll get I'll set Alphons on um, establishing contact with Bespin and uh, finding a potential buyer for our ore shipment, okay. so I can be expected there. Oh right, you're pre you're pre planning, right? So let's start about that. Tell the audience about that. So um, my th- kind of thought was approaching this like a, maybe like an Ocean's Eleven type of deal where we lay some pre-footwork to establish a reason for us to be there, maybe get a uh, give us a, a leg up in uh, our inquiries into Darga. So we're not just like a bunch of randos rolling into the station going, where's the slug man? <laughs> right. We have we have some level of legitimacy. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, sure. no, that, that's a great idea. I mean, to. uh you know, to come rolling in there like people that may or may not be rich in credits, you know, and willing to offload some of those things if they have gambling establishments there, as opposed to just strolling in, you know, three, four, five guys armed to the teeth, looking shady. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Well, we can't really roll in armed to the teeth. That's the other thing. That's a, a, another reason why I really want you to be there with your sniper shot, because of how the layout of Cloud City is. You could literally position yourself on one biosphere dome overwatch yeah yeah no that that's fantastic i wonder are there scopes that like give you 
um like infravision and stuff like that you mean like the farscope from uh perfect perfect dark was it no you can see through walls yeah 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 oh, that, oh that'd be sick because maybe that'd be something else to invest some money into yeah, I looked for scopes and things like that, and the, the things that I could find were negating concealment from darkness, and some from cover, but not or concealment, not from cover. What if it was treated like artillery fire, and you were given coordinates to fire at, like a marker? Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Penetrative rounds shooting through walls to take people out. I remember watching a movie when I was younger. I think it was like Navy SEALs or something like that. And they had this uh, sniper guy. They called him God. And and they'd be like rolling through the building and they get backed into a corner and they'd be like, God, I need your help. (laughs) The dude was just like shooting people through like three foot thick concrete walls. It was amazing. Firing tank rounds out of a gun or something. Yeah, 50 50 cal sniper rounds. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I will look again just to make sure that there's nothing like that hiding in the... uh... In the, in the book somewhere about that, but I didn't see anything too magical as far as uh, scopes go. Yeah, I don't know. Really, I was myself. just going for the uh, holdout and a silencer. Yeah, so everybody has a holdout blaster? Yeah. Does everybody have a concealed holster? No. No. I don't even know if I have a... Okay, I do have a holdout blaster, but I don't have a concealed. It's it's relatively inexpensive, and I believe that they work in conjuncture. Hmm. Um, gives you a bonus to uh, not having it found on you. Oh, I dig it. This is tiny pew pew. Tiny pew. So you've got seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all duct taped together. That would be pretty badass, actually. I'm out of your arms like seven guns. <laughs> <laughs> A full Gundam version of Merrick? One day. One day. We're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, level 10. We're going to modify the crap out of some power armor for you. Yeah, make like the minivan, though, of like power armor. So like there's room, other room for other people. <laughs> Yeah, a little passenger compartment with a couple side guns. <laughs> Mini guns. So, so the thing you were talking about, Ryan, is a computerized interface scope. Ah. So it has a small view screen, and it can project an image that a targeter can send data to. Ooh. So basically, you've got a sniper in point A, you've got a spotter in point C, and the victim in point B. <laughs> well, we call that the lottery. How way. much is it? Uh, two grand. She's steep. Common availability. Common, though. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> hey, you, just yeah, made, let's, you let's, guys made 4500 bucks, you stingy bastards. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. I'll pitch, in, the, I'll pitch in 500 credits on that for you. Yeah, pop yeah, on I'll, down to the local Star Mart. I'll, I'll drop down the, the 1.5 I just won off of McGillicuddy there. Oh, God, math. Uh, uh, 26, 8, uh, uh, crap. <laughs> Slow. 26, Slow. 7, 25. Uh, no, 26, 8, 25. Crap. My brain is dead. You know there's technology. For- yeah. <laughs> Speaking of technology. Right, right. What? Is there? <laughs> so that allows the shooter to shoot blind? Uh, By so- using the computerized target interface scope or helmet, oh. the, wielder can, the wielder effectively reduces range by one category when aiming. The device is otherwise Ooh. mechanically identical, identical to a targeting scope. But so that means step. you could position yourself outside of your max range increment and use that to fire in within your range oh. increment. Yeah. Is, that, is that what I'm that, gathering? Is that... that that sounds kind of broken? 
Sounds yeah. dirty. <laughs> it is. Okay, dude. It does require next time two we, people. Next time we get like a little hover lift thingamajigger, you're getting that. And your your first action is always <laughs> going to be to just fly out to your maximum uh, range increment. Well, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, Lower the penalties orbit, right? Lower at max range are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they are. I think we should get those targeters for everybody. So no matter who's engaged on what target. <laughs> eventually yeah but uh, we'll just wire our brains together we'll, we'll be like the new borg <laughs> yeah. the, the hive mind group no that this thing's burled though that is pretty sweet okay it, so it doesn't I, say anything about ignoring cover concealment though well probably would operate a, it would only give you that range increment bonus yeah that, that's all it does would that allow you to use farther. point blank shot from Your the one eight range increment back yeah, it's, um, um, it it says the uh, the wielder effectively reduces range by one category to a minimum of point blank range. So it, yes, that's a so yes. Nice. Oh, dude, that's sick. And you're using a rifle, right? Well, the targeting scope does the same thing. Yeah, didn't you have a scope that like just basically said long range counts as medium or something, or medium counts as short? Yeah, yeah but th- this lets somebody else determine where the target is. Is what it sounds like. Oh, you're painting the target like the um, yeah, like precisely. Okay, so what about through a surface? Are you sh- shooting smart rounds or? Well, if you get the if you get a big enough bang bang, which yeah, you have to have the weapon that'd do that. Yeah, I mean, he fires old school slug rounds, and that thing ignores. I believe it's the first two uh, range increments. So, like, yeah. he doesn't take penalty on the first two range increments, and now with this on the third range increment, either. So you'd be up to 150 squares away. At least. <laughs> yeah, but if you hit long range, it jumps to negative 10 on your attack. <laughs> Immediately. That's why you have to position it perfectly. Um, oh, also, a uh, concealed holster um, allows you to draw a concealed weapon as a move action instead of a standard, but you take a negative 5 penalty on your stealth check. It's the holdout blaster itself that gives the plus 5 to stealth check. Oh, so it doesn't stack? Well, it stacks, but it's a negative stacking with a positive. Oh, huh? <laughs> so the holdout blaster or the or concealed holster is a negative five to the stealth check to hide it, but it allows you to draw it as a move action. Whereas the holdout blaster is just small, so it's easier to hide. Okay. So they cancel out, but if you just have a holdout blaster, it's a plus five to hide it, but it's a standard action to draw. Right. So, do your gamble. Yeah. But at first round of combat, it's, you know, draw your weapon and get to cover. Doesn't yeah. really matter. You're not going to have the chance to shoot. So, these are all true facts. So, I actually don't need a, a concealed holster. Okay. I'll just let my holdout blaster in my boots. That's where he says he puts it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually just hide it in the hair. Oh, man. I'm, so I'm I'm building my character sheet for TP501Z, and uh, I'm just going to drop a, the link to him, his his uh, Wikia page. You want to so put that right in the chat here? Freaking stats. <laughs> is he the new party lead? It is ridiculous. Oh, he's 10th level. Oh, yeah. Totally the new party lead. Like, what? essentially, I just bought a 10th level dude. Yeah, legit. I'm looking at the stats. I'm like, what? whoa. <laughs> whoa. So, um. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be fair to Jeff to bring this man out front into combat. Yeah, <laughs> operation, um, get behind the droid. But 
right? I did not purchase him to bring him into combat. I purchased him to leave a security droid on the ship. Prevent our ship from having intruders. And that okay. sounds like a pretty sick deterrent. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. No, definitely. I installed a security system in my in my ship. Boop, boop. Ooh. Breck. Yes, sir. Uh, Galaxy at War book, page 47, Triangulation Visor. Triangulation Visor provides a heads-up display to help wielders of heavy weapons account for wind, gravity, distance, and other effects from targeting shots. Uh, Visor only works with weapons that fire solid rounds, such as slug throwers, mortar launchers, missile launchers, and grenade launchers. It's not oh, so we got to get you some other weapons is what I'm hearing. No, he has <laughs> slu- he has a slug thrower, but yes, we could get him a missile launcher. Missile launcher wouldn't hurt. Fair. So what's um, the worst that could happen? So it's going to be our mobile artillery platform, yeah. dude. Honestly, <laughs> uh, triangulation visor reduces the range by one range category. For example, from long to medium. God, is that, be... could you stack that? Like and stack and stack and stack. Like you just well, always at point blank when you're within like five range increments. It's like, well, when you get the heavy orders, might as well have my gun to his head. And he's like. The other end of the fucking street. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, uh, it, the only caveat is it cannot be worn at the same time as a helmet or any other device worn on the head. So, um, that is one thousand four hundred though. Though, is a lot. Now I'm looking at this page. And it talks about, you know, this model rolls out, but is there not a way, there's got to be a way to nerf this. It says it can't be played as a player. Right. Uh, they just come out as a CL 10 right off yep. the assembly line. That's, they just, they're printed that way. And it costs 14,000 credits. Well, it costs more than that, but yeah. Availability restricted. That's why it costs more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't, didn't you say, oh, I got it. Yeah, I can afford them. Blah, blah, blah. Like how much did you spend on this thing? 27,000. And that's just part of your allotment. So you pretty oh, much dude. Blew, you pretty much blew. I blew my load. Yeah, yeah. Like I I had about twenty thousand credits that I was sitting on, um, for my last level. Okay. Because, so what about fuel for your ship and supplies? And you guys are going to be dead in space. Like that's that's <laughs> less uh, investment. I own the ship. He keeps us supplied, and he gets free transportation, free lab location. All right. You know what? I uh, I got to hit this link, and we got to talk about. You know, the, uh, the woeful error, okay? The 501-C police security droid. Designed by the Zorzop Corporation, the 501-Z police security droid is an advanced droid model with multiple capabilities. In addition to being a combat-ready droid capable of suppressing even the most stupid DM, most violent criminals, the 50-Z can act in a number of the same roles that a biological police officer and security experts can fill. The 501-Z has exceptional capacity for human-cyborg interactions, and the same way that a droid's brain is based upon a protocol droid's design, and functions well alongside living beings, both as a comrade and for those lonely nights with Zinn as a drinking buddy. Additionally, the 501Z boasts advanced software that allows it to evaluate evaluate Dr. Leth's scientific progress to see if it's really worth a damn, and enemies' tactics in the middle of a fight, and adjust them accordingly. Unlike some other combat-capable droids, the 50Z does not know shit about the Force and will leave Aiden alone. From single-minded, although single-minded when engaging an enemy, furthermore, the droid is programmed with a wide variety of array of investigative techniques and tracking skills. 
Allowing it to assist in the dismantling of bombs, someone like Merrick might leave all over the ship. <laughs> also, <laughs> now you're just don't tell Merrick. That's the real reason I bought it. <laughs> this allows it to assist a living police officer or security experts in the pursuit and capture of escaping criminals. This means I could have a side job. Since a security droid or police droid is concerned with upholding the law and protecting people and places from those that would do them harm, it's likely its service under Rahal Oberis or in this campaign will be short at best. A security droid with this capability functions well as a member of a biological police squad or a security team. However, police droids are so expensive that most organizations won't let two players, let alone one, take the rich or... What is that feat you have that gives you all this money? Because I'm already regretting it. Uh, wealth. Wealth feat. It's a talent. Restrict only one character to the wealth feat. It just makes sense. And that it is often regarded as just another member of the security force or police force it is attached to. Many Which is why he's going to stay on the ship. I bought him for a purpose. And don't get me wrong. We'll tap into his other abilities, maybe tracking or whatever if we need it. But I just, it would feel like cheating. Oh, dude, I am totally doing a cutscene where you leave this thing alone too long. And it's converted one of the bays, like where you guys sleep, you never use. And there's like a glass door. It's uh, Z Investigations, and you knock on it, and he's got he's got the. You know, <laughs> we land on planets. He's got the hat we on. have to he's wait for the, him to finish his yeah, case before he, we can leave. He's got the hat on, and he's like, you know, this kind of thing, and smoking my death sticks and wearing my fedora. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I see how it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she. I don't have time for your problems, Obris. Get out of here. Get out of here. You know. Oh yeah, that's good. Well shame on me but yeah no it's a legit purchase and now i know uh shout out to fan doug baldwin who might actually be watching this sooner sooner than later was dying for you guys to blow money on modifying the ship i did i i bought the most sophisticated internal security system i could find (laughs) Uh, what's to keep this thing from turning you guys over to the authorities um see no evil hear no evil (laughs) i'm just saying it has a very it literally states this thing has a complicated brain Far beyond yes, sir, no, sir. It's it's smarter than 3PO, and it's inclined to law, protection, and investigation. So if right. you leave so it on the ship... prime directive will be to protect the ship. True, but while it's bored, it's, gonna, it's probably going investi- to investigate you guys on the ship. Every time we leave a system, there's a new array of warrants. <laughs> He's just ratting us out everywhere. Yeah, really, eh? You guys are constantly on the run. It's like, great job, Oberus, for buying that piece of shit that's chasing us. I, I, I needed an antagonist. Jeff wasn't coming up with an antagonist that suited my needs. That's, that's why it was for sale. The last guys that bought it were like, we got to get the hell, we got to get this thing away from us. <laughs> Discount. 12,000 credits. It's a steal. Get this thing away from us. That's good. That's Oh, I bought this puppy brand spanking new right out of the box. Sure you did. Okay. Yep. So can I assume that Haas is firing up the engines as soon as... Gil gets you this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can absolutely. I, can I assume that somebody is going to go back to the resurgence with the ship and Dr. Leth, at least somebody, or well, Haas anyway, right? Um, to oversee some sort of uh, overhaul in the engines while you guys wait here for the Banshee? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, who's... It's, it's not, it's not uh, uh, 100% you have to, but uh, if you wanted to, you could. And birds chirping. <laughs> obviously you have thought this well, we're planet side <laughs> <laughs> just no it's like crickets like they're all like 
Well, not Jerron's trust. So if you trust in your GM, and you know how Star Wars usually gets broken down into three sections. There's the starfighter fight, you know, the whatever one's supposed to be doing fight, and then everyone waits for the Jedi fight. Okay, I am totally prepared to, you know, split scenes, jump around between multiple characters, whether it's a full episode, so someone isn't waiting an hour to play, or, you know, whatever you guys want to do. So don't worry about who goes where, because, you know, also there'll be things for you guys to do on the side with side characters and stuff, even if you're sitting in. Because a dark future aboard the resurgence that we know involves Zin. I never said how long it would take for that dark future to show up. Could happen in this book, mm -hmm. might be in the next book, who knows? So, could all be in his head. You know, he just throws out the vodka that day. Okay, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> like, I'm dead people at my feet. So, what do you guys want to do? Paul, you have uh, get, orders? Get in contact with O'Keefe, okay. arrange for the pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, safely pack the droid above the ship in his own little compartment area. Okay. And, um, oh, see if I can borrow R4. So we've got some uh, slicer action with us because I have a feeling that will be extremely useful. Well, if you give J501 to protect him, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's okay. Yep. And he's not like he's a stupid droid. He can still probably do most of the stuff that R4 did, yeah. does for him. That'd be good. There's a cutscene for the future where Jay or Leth and this droid are getting along really good, right? He's complimenting and like Arthur's getting jealous and you know he phones him up. Hey boss, how you doing? It's like, oh, oh, we're great, you know. Okay, oh, oh, oh yes, 501. Good suggestion, you know. Oh, and also at some point in time I'd like to pull Poser aside and have a little private chat with him. Yeah, let's talk about Poser. I noticed Poser's attitude has changed, especially this battle. You so did I, and yeah. I, I gotta give him some props and and just, you know make sure that he's not angling himself to take my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do that scene right now while you guys were either waiting or just before launch. If you, uh, you know, have a quick moment. Sure. Somewhere deep on the ship. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll do the old parappa rappa on the, uh, on his quarters. Which is just the cargo bay opposite of left's lab. Oh, I would have thought you would have moved out of there. The memory of losing all of your fancy. <laughs> he goes there to weep and drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's this uh, emo spot. He's, he's moved past it. The lights are always super low. <laughs> Got the black light going in the strobe. All right. So enter Rahal. Or Poser, do you let him in or you just let him bang on the door for a while because you have the power uh, now? I'll, I'll, I'll set the guitar to the side and uh, hop up and let him in. Oh, is there something I can help you with? Poser, my friend. Hey, buddy. Listen, uh, let's have a little chat, and I'll uh, pull a flask of some Alderanian schnapps, pull up All a right. crate, take a swig, hand the flask over. Hand up. up. After whatever Merrick handed me, I do not ever want to try alcohol again. <laughs> well, suit yourself. Take another quick pull. Chuck it in my jacket. So, uh, Poser. I've been noticing you've been uh, asserting yourself a little bit and having a pretty good effect on some folks. I'm just wondering what's your angle here, buddy. You played a relatively uh, silent role in the past. Yes, well, I've, I've found that as passive as I would like to be, it's not been as effective as I would want to be. And I find I have a way with words that not many others do, besides I'd say yourself. And my angle is to assist the group as best as I can to finally start pulling my weight. I've been kind of 
dealing with some things and I'm starting to get past them and one of the steps is working on bettering myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're in the program, eh? <laughs> I had a brief stint with that myself, but I found uh, booze heals me better. But they each their own. All right, well, I appreciate that. And, and uh, listen, uh, I wouldn't mind it if you'd come along. I'd like to see what you're capable of out there. And I, I think uh, between the two of us, we could get to the dirty pretty quick. I agree. Sounds like a great idea, as usual. So <clears throat> heading back to the resurgence, Haas will be piling. Dr. Leth will be in charge of the ship. 501Z will be accompanying. You guys will have... Um, Sorry, I was making a note so I don't forget Arthur. <laughs> Going to Bespin is Rahal, Merrick, um, Poser now, and you're taking R4. Yep. Right? Um, so that's one, two, right? And uh, and I would like to have um, Zinn with us, but I don't think he's like he's not needed right away. He can come later if he has stuff to take care of aboard the Resurgence. Yeah, that's fine. I can help with uh, maintenance and stuff like that. I am not unskilled. Okay, so you we're also ahead. sending Dina back as well to the resurgence. Probably shouldn't bring her to Bespin. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I sorry, I kind of thought that was like sorry. At this point, Dina's kind of like cargo. Right? You're a ride, you know. Sorry. I mean, yeah, but, but I just uh, my bad. Yeah, I know I, I, you. <laughs> I, I need to make these things explicitly noted. <laughs> yeah, really. I just... Otherwise, just you know, burst out of the banshee. Picture it. The Clone Wars, <laughs> so you guys leave her on the ship, right? And then you like, she ends up on Bespin playing bingo in some corner of with the seniors, right? You guys walk into the room at the end and she's there. Picture it, star date 1477. Okay. So with Zinn, Dr. Leth, and Haas, and Dina, and Droid 501Z boarding our wonderful, unexplored, untapped potentially full of <laughs> secrets and mysteries. The good ship Arkalong, the Gatrock Industry Class 720 freighter, blasts off from this great big mud bowl, leaving Rahal Zinn, or sorry, Rahal Poser, Merrick, R4, alone on the planet, waiting for Giligar, and waiting for the Banshee arrive under Captain O'Keefe. Yep. All right. Cool thing about Lucas selling to Disney is I noticed they lift the ban on the Star Wars intro crawl creator. Oh, did they? Somebody has it. So using our own music, <clears throat> I would like to run the crawl because I believe now, finally, <laughs> we, are, we are about to enter into... You know, book three, book three, gentlemen. And although you can't hear it, just follow my lead when I start singing. Oh, we can't do that. There's too much of a delay. A long time <laughs> ago. Yakety schmackety, blah, blah, blah. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, don't leave me hanging. Dun, 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 dun. We shot their pulls out. The Queen of Air and Darkness. The search for the truth. Hey, don't stop singing. Continues. Dark of the Hut, fleeing his palace. 
on Cato Nemoidia has traveled to the planet Bespin to seek refuge. Bespin, home to the famous resort and mining outpost known as Cloud City, remains free for now of imperial rule for the time being, and the city teems with criminals and gamblers. Meanwhile, our intrepid... Oh, look, the word heroes is scratched out for some reason. Hmm. Working with the Alderanian <laughs> Resistance, travel to Bespin. Notice a certain senator wasn't named in there as well. To find the hut and learn more about his dealings with the Empire. And then it fades down to a Death Star. Oh, my God, it's a Death Star. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you guys now. Was that so hard? <laughs> Mildly entertaining. Yes. Okay. So welcome to season three. We shot first episode six, book three, the queen of air and darkness. You got a lot of echo there. What's that? You oh, still have the voice oh, modulator sorry, going. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Sorry. I was doing that for effect. And so um, with the chat now laughing its ass off at us. Uh, I still submit that the episodes that we sing, guys, are far more popular, liked, and hit than the ones where we don't. <laughs> so, oh, where to begin? Where to begin? Well, usually the beginning is good. Yeah, let's start with a, a lovely shot of Bespin. We there we go. Pull up your 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 best Bespin, as it were, uh, as well as I believe I've got a lovely. Where are we here? Um, here we are. Bespin! Doesn't that look nice? There we go. Fancy! Yeah, great, great, great big Bespin for your, your listening pleasure. I don't want to cover up the rolls. Yeah. Somewhere out there, Cloud City, which is a, a whole bunch of uh, what we're looking at right now. So nice. So, <clears throat> in a wretched hive, you guys left Cato Nemordia. And now are headed to Bespin in pursuit of the Hut Crime Lord. However, you may not have come directly to Bespin. No shit, five episodes later. <laughs> it's very likely you didn't. But that's okay, because we have sent our ship back to the Resurgence to pick up supplies, drop up Master Dina, so we don't have to suffer any more stories or cutscenes from her, and so that she can receive the proper medical attention. Now, let's talk hyperspace travel. Did you guys know that it is actually faster to stay in the outer room and take the long way around than to actually navigate through the core worlds because of the gravity wells of the denser and denser and denser star systems? There are websites that calculate this. To the best of my knowledge, for the times two, you guys be looking at a good, at least a 96-hour trip. I would like to acknowledge that, and we will look more into it. But for right now, we wanted to decide whether the core rules were broken or not. So, with the Banshee about to land, you, Rahal, mentioned that you had set up a little bit of a, a commerce, a little bit of a were expected. Sure did. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'll have O'Keefe roll for the Banshee. It takes you, ooh, takes you six days to get there. <clears throat> that's about right it's pretty far from where we are well uh looking at um looking at her actual ship um at the, at the very end of the module like pulling up her hyperdrive 
Oh, if they, they should have the Banshee in here. Because um, when you run into her the first time, they had her, remember her pilot crash? The little yep. droid pilot that's like a bucket seat. He's just like welded into the... Yeah. There we go. <clears throat> so we're going to give you a little, uh, little bit of a a little bit of a cut and paste here and let you guys have a look at the Banshee itself. There's our stats on the Banshee. And let's let's not forget what a badass looking ship this is. Oh yeah, it's a sweet ride. <clears throat> Sweetness. It's a space yacht with some serious guns on it. If you guys look at the stats here. Like this this thing is tricked out. Very yeah. very nice. Now I can understand you guys wanted to have your own ship. But those days are behind us now, because I'm never going to let you have it back. <laughs> it's Leth's ship now. Jay and I talked just about it. Just got a level, and I'll buy another one, man. Going to start a new show with just Jay, Frank, and... Honestly, like, that was my, that was, I was like, what do I spend my money on? I'm like, I can upgrade the ship. I could just buy a whole other ship. And then we got two ships, which is sweet. Because eventually, we will have an armada. Everybody's, everybody will be an admiral. You guys could, like, buy a little Starfighter to, like, you know, like, the little, the little Luke. No, dude, do, do you have any idea how expensive Starfighters are? <laughs> It's like five levels worth of saving to get one. <laughs> yeah. Pretty expensive. Well, maybe somebody will leave some lying around, you know. We could steal one. Yeah, you guys, oh, will, yeah. the little cloud car double module ones going, wee, you know, <laughs> through the glass, because it literally is a separate pod. You're like, I can't hear you. The cons, you know, throwing up. I have no idea what you're saying. You just shut off the radio. All right. So... I believe with enough time, you know, for this to go through, giving you a 60% chance, rolling 50. So, yeah, no, your your deal's gone through, and, you know, you should be Sweet. able to have some sort of document, you know, forwarded to their landing. Yep, that, oh, and know. I'll make arrangements in advance for um, lodgings. You know, mm-hmm. they got to have a place for us to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, Space Trivago. <laughs> like What? Space Travago, you haven't heard of that? It's, uh, you know, dining and transportation on any world. Just call ahead. Oh, okay. You're best to call straight to Bespin. You get a better deal. At least that's been my experience. Um, yeah, yeah. You know that Travago takes a percentage, right? Mm. And Rahal's far too cheap for that. So um, the uh, the call, as it were, yep. uh, goes through, right? And she calls... The tower. Bespin Port, Bespin Port, this is the Banshee under Captain O'Keefe. My transponder code is 362436 and none of your damn business. Asking permission to land. And then you get the, the garbled message back. And she calls back to you guys into the back thing going, you know, Gentlemen, we'll be landing soon. Please stow your gear. However, they've put us in a flight-holding pattern, which could last several hours, they claim, due to a certain Sabak tournament that their traffic is congested, and we might be in this holding pattern for quite some time. O'Keefe out. The woman still likes to lock herself in the cockpit and have very little contact with Rahal, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Honestly, can't blame her for that. No. But she did agree, you know, her friend who you guys saved is doing well. She did agree to, um, you know, to, you know, fly all the way out to Boromir, pick you guys up, fly the way, you know, all the way back and yada, yada. So Boromir ain't just a, 
<laughs> Ain't just for kids. Uh, human in the Shia. Just just isn't for breakfast anymore. Bandomir, sir. Bandomir. Oh, yeah. Bandomir is a character from the Lord of the Rings. So, and this is why she locks herself in the cockpit because she doesn't know Lord of the Rings lore. Okay, so <laughs> can't stand the constant mocking. Mm. Well, I'm having fun. They, Wrong trilogy. You guys, <laughs> phone ahead. You know, book ahead, all this stuff, drop a deposit, and now you're up here, you know, in a holding pattern, flying around with a bunch of other ships looking for, you know, you see, you can even see landing pads that are clear. Um, however, beautiful, beautiful city. For the podcast listening audience, forget about the world. Imagine the stratosphere, the clouds, the, you're flying your 747 at 40,000 feet. That view above the endless puffy clouds now let's whip some of these clouds up into mini mountain peaks add a lovely sunset that splashes brilliant browns reds and golds across this fluffy landscape and hanging just above it is a massive flat on the very top with several skyscraping peaks out to a massive dome with a thin window then the massive dome flat helmet looking burnished brass looking structure goes out 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 and hangs like a giant flying saucer peaks underneath with two more windows and then goes to a long plunger drain pipe straight down a thick shaft you know where luke fell out of ah, that kind of thing underneath if you've seen empire strikes back you know what this place looked like but if you haven't then i would say that description almost does it justice it's lovely we have pictures up come see and i would say that you should probably watch empire strikes back. <laughs> so they keep you in this flight pattern guys for you know 12 hours almost and for that 12 hours mm -hmm. me and merrick are sitting at a sabac board Okay. And I'm trying desperately to teach him how to play. Un unless, <laughs> un unless, you know, Rahal. Less money. Just saying, you've been here before. You know this tactic. Back of the line gets the general admission pass. VIP pass will definitely get you landed earlier. Uh, fair enough. What's the what's the price tag on a VIP pass? Probably uh, not terribly expensive. Galactic lore? What does I know about the universe? With a mighty 19 galactic lore. At least 300 credits and a good persuasion. But All right. that might get you landed within the hour. Well, Rahal ain't one for waiting. You don't gotta. Okay. For a measly 300 credits, I mean, a 12 hours. I'm going to drain you of credits the way I go after Poser for force points, so... Let's take, let's, let's let's take it's it's your time now man you're in gambling so is, if i if i go with 500 can i get like an extra vip i will give you a plus two bonus to your persuasion sure hitting that All dc right. to get it down to an hour and my mighty persuasion well first i want you to definitely take that money off your credit off it's your already off okay 32 so that would be a 34 <laughs> okay uh, can i aid another yeah you can <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can. No, because oh, oh, because of player actions, O'Keefe will barely let him in the cockpit. Not a whole bunch of you guys screaming over his shoulder into the microphone. So no, sorry. There's, I'll smooge my way right in there. I, oh look, Ryan! I, I had roleplay override the rules. Aren't you proud of me, Ryan? Roleplay and something happened in the past completely overruled the gaming mechanic. There you go, buddy. He's always giving me shit about that. You know, this this could be the first ship that we steal. Just just saying. The Banshee? <laughs> <It is> a... <laughs> you know, I do have a t-shirt 
for We Shot First, the very first, uh, we always said we'll make a t-shirt, we'll make a t-shirt, right? Uh, character quotes. The only one in print is actually Zinn. And it says, and I'll get Frank to finish the line, the top of it, right above with what, show, go ahead, Matt, say hi and show your shirt there. Hi, everybody. I, I got a shiny We Shot First shirt. It's so pretty. Yeah. Looks like this, but across the top, it says, good cop. And then across the bottom, Good track, airlock. Air, and then across the bottom says airlock. <laughs> no bad guy. So, and this is definitely why I've locked and and like security bolted my drawer, my door because you crazy people might steal my shit. So there you go. I mean, I mean, really, who hasn't threatened to throw somebody out of an airlock during a, a, a gentle, gentle interrogation? Session? I know we had six days out there, are... so I'm, it probably happened like five times, which is like our group. <laughs> it's like it's like a running prank trying to get the person into the airlock so we can space them <laughs> you just take his clothes and you like you open the door and get it whistling out there and then you like close it so his stuff is like you know if you open that door right you got to be quick to get to the second door that's with it before his stuff goes <laughs> you know what I mean? that's that's reflex training yeah. <laughs> just when he walks past the airlock you just open it try to flush him <laughs> <laughs> oh dude come here come here check this out what <laughs> you, guys Jokes. Get, you guys are like sleeping in your external suits right? yeah just wait, always wearing the, <laughs> always wearing that you know trying to make sandwiches and stuff right and it looks like a, a, an out of the shuttle operation <laughs> pass me the jello <laughs> you know that kind of thing all right so um yeah they uh they apologize we apologize for the delay. We can have you at landing pad four in the next 45 minutes. Thank you for shopping. You know, and uh, <laughs> down you go. You guys arrive. Now, O'Keefe's going to stay here with her ship, right? So she just drops the, you know, the landing uh, pad and you guys can march off and go about your business and she'll stay here for a while and look over the ship and stuff. So she'll guard her ship, right? Sweet. Okay. Yeah, if, if we could get her to stay until our ship comes back, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So you guys march down your little ramp, and you're yep. met immediately by several customs officials. Oh, yeah. By the way, before we leave the ship, I get everybody to stow their unmentionables um, and make sure their holdout blasters are securely hidden. What do you mean by stow? So I mean, like, leave your big guns on board we can trans have that transferred over to the archelon when it arrives but they're here with us if we have to like run back to the ship get our guns and go shoot some up. <laughs> so the scene plays out these customs officials are leaning in and they're like they see the big guy coming down weeping like he's lost a child right these <laughs> <laughs> guys are consoling merrick right but she'll be she'll be lost we've yeah. never been this long apart yeah there you go poser just has the guitar case yeah he's walking with it <laughs> it's a guitar so they stop you guys okay and they demand the right to thoroughly search the ship for contraband oh my friends is that really necessary i mean obviously my name's rahal i'm here representing the uh the uh uh brain fart okay um, i almost said boromir <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm here representing the Bandamir uh, Miners Union shipping contract. Uh, obviously, I'm not here to cause a ruckus, but, uh, you know, I understand that certain things may help this go smoothly, and I'll shake the guy's hand and slip okay. him 500 credits. Speaking of ruckus, okay, O'Keefe is finished at this point, because like you said, you guys were stowing and, and planning or whatever. Okay, she comes down the ramp, 
behind you guys, but just in time and still on comms to hear, you know, what they demand. And she goes off into a sputtering fury, walks up on the one of the three that basically stated it and starts arguing vehemently with him while the other two watch placidly and Rahal, you pick up the second guy's hand and, you know, quietly trying to cut a deal here. Yep. And I'll throw you a persuade. Just okay. to butter the cake. Uh, there it is. 29. Okay. And if, you know, Ozer wanted to aid me on that one. I do. Uh, natural 20 for a 34 to assist. Okay. He smiles, nods, takes the money, and goes to the next ship, leaving two. One, looking at Poser's case. The other one, still listening to a screaming captain. Now we know why it's called the Banshee. Because I'm telling you, she's going off, dude. <laughs> Stuff. Rahal, you shouldn't have pissed her off. <laughs> That's what they all say. 500 credits and a decent roll. And one of the three looks the other way. And, you know, uh, you know, you guys got this. And goes to the other ship that leaves you with two dudes. One turns to Poser. Let's end the case. And now Rahal's going to take a, a shadowing step back to see his young protege in action. This padwork belongs <laughs> to me now. As in, don't ask dad for money, you're on your own. <laughs> oh, he can have some money. I just want to see how he handles it. Well, this is all coming a, out of their cut of the reward anyways, so. As a companion to him, I am a musician, and this is my guitar. Hence the guitar case. Open the case. Of course. And I will pop it open. And, you know, it is in full guitar mode. So, you know, you know, vibro blade part isn't vibrating. So it just looks like a sharp guitar. It looks like you turned a real vibro axe into a guitar. He's a custom, yeah, ag- he's a custom agent. Do you remember the part of the galactic lore where this place isn't Empire? Yeah. They, they police their own. It's swarming with criminals, right? He kneels down and pokes at it and, you know, inspects it, you know. And decides, you know, you you took now you may have gutted the vibro axe and made it just a regular axe, which is still a nasty, you know, D something non vibrating weapon. So he says, Do you have a license for this? I do have a license for it. And I will reach into my back pocket, you know, of my leather pants, mm-hmm. pull out the license, hand it to him. Okay. Nods. Pull something from a pouch. Looks like a complicated lock, shuts your case, locks it, and tells you that, you know, when you do a set with whatever band you are, you just contact, he gives you a receipt, and we'll bring, you know, we'll open your case before your gig with enough time to, you know, set it up and play or whatever. When you're on stage, it's, you know, kind of obvious you're playing a guitar, not wielding a giant axe. But until then, your case stays locked up. Fair enough. Okay. He takes the case, gives you the receipt. Oh. No, 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 whoa, hold up. You cannot take the guitar. I understand you having it locked, but that is not an option. Well, it's locked I, so that you know that no one will, you know, empty it or look in it, or, you know, that type of thing. You and I were the last people to, to look in this case. It's locked, you know, that kind of thing. Here's your, and you I, know, here's your key, but you get this, you get the receipt. Sorry, here's your receipt and key, and we have a double of the key, but, you know, you get this back when you're going to go on stage kind of thing. It's still classified as a weapon. Thank you for licensing it, but... I I understand your concerns, sir. But relax. Look at me. I am completely harmless. I could not harm a fly. 
I just enjoy playing my music. It helps me calm down, you know, bring a little entertainment to people's life. And with that, you know, a small flick of the fingers, I would like to use mind trick. Okay. So make it use the force check. If you equal or exceed the target's will defense, you may choose one of the following effects. You may make a otherwise impalpable suggestion seem completely reasonable to the target. And the suggestion can't obviously threaten the target's life. The target won't realize later that what he did is unacceptable. Okay. So. 25. Attempting to this, 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 or this, the agents, is also possible. Custom agents are this level with a will defense perception play. I actually have it all right here because I think they get saw this coming, whether you guys intimidate them, smooth talk them, or whatever. Okay. So he's like, you just look at you. You're just a harmless, you know, Syrian. Syrian musician. You know, I shouldn't give you such grief. I'm sorry. And he returns the case to you and he's, he mumbles something about smuggling. You know, like you're a mule. You're no right. threat, but you could be a mule for a drug cartel or, you know, that type of thing. I love music. I shove. <laughs> I, used, I used to play the Bantha drums with, when I was young. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. So he lets you have your case. Yep. It's still locked up, but he did give you a key and a receipt. So but yep. even better well. for appearances, right? Yeah, I, I put the key in one boot and uh, put the receipt in my wallet. Okay. And, well, that worked so, out well. So, anyway, uh, Rahal. Yep. Poser's doing well, but this is sort of a sidebar. The main issue is two guys want to inspect, now they've inspected your personal gear, but now, you know, two guys still want to inspect your ship. It's not my ship, but I don't want them to inspect it. Okay. So, while she's, like, blowing up and getting in their face and stuff, I'll try and play Switzerland and come in between them. Calm down, calm down. There's no need to get upset here. In fact, there's no need for any of this at all. My friends, nothing's going to be leaving this ship aside from us here ourselves. We may transfer some items from this ship to our other ship, which is on its way to rendezvous at some point in time. And when that happens, we can cross the custom bridge when we come to it. But honestly, you have no reason to search this ship. Sure we do. It's procedure. There's a, we've tightened security since the um, incident. Persuasion of 16. <laughs> it's like my worst persuasion ever. Hmm. You want to back it with something? Yeah. Uh, a couple hundred credits to each of them. Okay. As in I'm, like I'm five sure. you gave the first guy or just like two or three? Um, no, you know what? I'll give them five each. I'm feeling generous tonight and i want this i want our entry to go as smoothly as possible okay you hand over the money and uh i understand your time is valuable so is ours you're right we can wave big smile this needless inspection and they just walk off to the next ship following their (laughs) third bandmate you know and she's furious but she turns to you rahal and even though it bugs the shit out of her, or maybe she's still just because mad at this, she does manage to seethe out a thank you to you and a curt nod, oh. and then she stomps back aboard the ship. <laughs> it's the least I could do. Oh, Rahal gets a point. Yeah. Um, Take it. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two guys running up to third guy. It's like, you used to play the Bantha drums, dude? Really? You know, <laughs> 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 
And they go, over, dude, yeah. we should start a band. Yeah, no, you know, I used to, I used to play the low sax a lot here. You know, like, we should start something up. Yeah. Okay. So what if we learn Dorothy? Money talks. Mm. Well, it can certainly help with uh, you know intimidation, diplomacy, and such. So, anyway, um, you so been- I'll uh, I'll get R four in uh, it to like maintain a that three quarter shadow position on me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be acting as my translator to officially. Get- who R four? R four, yeah. Okay. Merrick's security, Poser's entertainment. Okay, the the um, R four only speaks binary. I speak binary. Okay, so how does he translate for you? Oh, he doesn't have a translating? Ah, damn. Okay. No, he might, but I'm just saying, like, um, oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry, he might understand an alien, and uh, we have the sheet here. I don't don't know how many, um, I'm not sure. Or he could be your fancy tablet. Yeah, well, no, like, his official capacity is he is there as my translator. He's not probably going to be doing very much translating for me because I basically am just kind of keeping him as my little roll-along slicer. Well, I've opened him up to all the players, so you can all at least have, try not to edit him, mm. okay? But you guys yep. can at least all have a look so they can be everybody's little little boy toy. Um, now, as far as languages goes, he speaks binary, basic, and two unassigned. So that, that means Jay forgot to give him two languages. But at this point, we could say, to be fair, he recently had a mind wipe. So there's two slots where you guys could go out and buy a language and say, hey, Leth, before you reinstall that software for Wookiees, you know, I went out and bought some software. Now he speaks to these two. Isn't that great? You know, that kind of thing. Fair enough. All right. So I think I'll reserve them if the opportunity uh, becomes a necessity. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyways, his official capacity is he is there as my translator. Uh, I speak a mighty beep boop myself because it's a super handy language. Okay. Um, sure. Because he can mechanic. He's got skill focuses in piloting. Use mechanic. Use computer. Oh, he's a sweet little little dude. dude little dude. Can, yeah, you. dude can see in the dark. And you know, he's a walking. Uh, you know, got all fast forward of- to uh, our character's retirement, and the storyline will continue progressing as a uh, revamp of R two and C three PO with uh, R four and TP. Yeah, they go off on their own little <laughs> ventures. <right? laughs> We're a cartoon, damn it respect us <laughs> so um <clears throat> you guys roll into the main city okay and you're met up with security and this place um has for the last time you were here now maybe it's because of the tournament maybe just because it's hard times and the galaxy the empire's coming rahal okay this place is a lot it's still laid back but it's a lot less laid back and more of a prim proper resort you know what i mean yep and they have, as predicted, a tight security about um, lethal weapons. None sure. are allowed in the main areas of Cloud City. But I, I wouldn't dream of it. Can I have perception, gentlemen? Uh, 29. With a Seven. 20. I got a 19. And Merrick? Sorry? Again? 14. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Merrick and Zinn, you see people not in uniform, like just regular citizens, right? Walking around. It's subtle. They try to make it look like it's sticking out of their purse or attached to their leg, like an actual tube. You know what I mean? Like they try to be subtle, but it's obvious they're carrying stun batons and the security forces don't seem to care. Okay. It's non-lethal, right? Restriction is lethal. It's not weapons. It's non-lethal weapons. So it's like, okay, that's that's a a slight degree. So I could have like a stun blaster? You know, one of them, like, mounted 
cannons as long as it's a stun damage only it's good well anything that looks like a gun they're gonna stop you right so you know um i like the idea of stun baton so it sounds fun yeah so something you, you guys might want to pick up <laughs> start having little little sword fights in the you know. well, um, can't you just like don't you have martial arts i don't that's joe's new guy <laughs> <laughs> i just swore you picked up uh don't the martial arts feet oh you know what i do i do Pew. I do have martial arts. I'm blurry. I'm I'm moving so fast. You can really see me. <laughs> um, uh, I do. That was that was my thing from soldiers. So yes, I am lethal. Yeah, but we're really hoping to reveal that later. <laughs> Thanks. I did it earlier. It's yeah. fine. Anyway, Mister um, Twenty Nine Perception. One thing yes. you learned about martial arts are knives and blades, and you see it's very very subtle. Okay, people concealing or, you know, those tiny little throwing knives type of thing at the belt, belt with extra buckles and things. People are carrying small knives. They're they're trying to, you know, conceal them. But there's but my eyes see all you, you see, definitely see a couple of uh, flanged handles here and there on gear and on persons that could actually be drawn and like, oh, look at that. That little black piece of plastic has actually got a little blade on. The oh, man, I got to get me a walking cane sword now. <laughs> First stop, gift shop. <laughs> yes we sell we sell this concealable lethal weapon oh cops wait a minute i mean this wonderful walking cane uh, probably not on the main city areas which you are now where all the hoity-tighty is however galactic lore yeah 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 i'll take notice of that and be and like, this i've is got anybody. the perfect thing yeah the we perfect have- thing to complement my wardrobe and with the seven posers very much distracted by the pretty clouds 23 <laughs> Um, this is like, uh, do you remember the Zelzon station where there's a whole bunch of broken down crap and then the blue deck, one deck of niceness that they managed to maintain? Yep. Okay. 90% of the city is blue deck, but yep. there's always the bowels of a city where, you know, you could probably get your hands on stuff where they likely carry that kind of, oh, maybe switch yep. has some contacts here. I can touch base with, yeah, maybe. um, maybe, maybe so that that'll be something that else that I do pretty swiftly. Yeah. Uh, but first, to our quarters, store mm-hmm. luggage, um, and then, um, what? I, I'm assuming I have a meeting with whoever wants to purchase this uh, load of ores. Sorry. Oh yes. So how much time do I have before the meeting? Um, considering how long it took you to to get here, um, you should probably go to the Parliament of Guilds just to see if um. You know, they registered and, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, now, that's regular. Okay. You also obviously have, you brought Arthur for, you said yep. also for something else. Yeah. His his main role is going to be there for slicing, but officially, he's my translator droid. Do you want him to do that? Um, he can do that from our quarters. Yep. Plus, there's also the whole just, you know, running around, being seen, gather information and, and just. And I'll also um, sick him on that lock they put on poser's case to see if there's a way that he can i have the key yeah that's a good thing i was gonna say like if it looks locked up then he won't be bothered by the security that's actually turned out really well for him yeah oh so you have like i thought he was like he has a key you have a key and it's like yeah sorry no i I screwed up the beginning when i was just like here's your receipt for the key but they want to take the case right no he has a key yeah oh so you can open it whenever you want yeah Yeah. never mind and the fact that it has like a cloud city lock on it makes it look like it's been inspected you know he's got his license so yeah i like it It'll take him a while to get into it in the middle of a fight, but, you know, full round action, blah, 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 you know. It's more that it's with me than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I start mean, you know. start swinging around to show everybody. Fight's over. They show you a nice cozy jail cell in the bowels. Yeah, of the so city. I'm going to focus on the business aspect of things. Um, but I I'll turn to the rest of the crew and who's with me and be like, "Well, guys, I mean, I've got some time to burn running some contacts. Entirely boring stuff that I'm sure you don't need to stick around for. Uh, this place is basically a space resort. Go have some fun. Don't get into trouble." Did you guys want to start splitting up yeah. and asking around about Darga? You know, remember the mission? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, and yeah. I'll mention, I, I won't, <laughs> uh, no, I won't mention that to Merrick. Merrick, it's all have fun. But as they're leaving, I'll pull Poser aside and be like, while you're out there, see if you can find anything out about the hut. Because uh, I know Merrick would just like, excuse me, where is the Darga? <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's a giant. He's good. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, Ryan, your mic's shut off. So, um... What about Zinn? You got a job for him, or does Zinn have his own agenda? Like I said, go out, have fun. Um, scout <laughs> the lay of the land. You don't trust yeah, Zinn? That, that I'm definitely going to be doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to spend the day like running around all over the city looking for vantage points, I mean... I, that... I'm going to quote-unquote sightsee. Yeah. See, uh, uh, before I step off, see if I can download any uh, uh, plans or prints for where this uh, Sabat game is going to take place. Just kind of looking at overviews, uh, buildings across the street, things like that that are going to have a free and clear view. Okay. And then the next thing I'd, I'd kind of like to look into, just very, very casually, are the is there any manifest of ships that have docked or uh, come to port here in the last, you know, whenever our window of opportunity was for Darga? Say, you know, if, if we're looking three weeks ago, then, you know, what came in three weeks ago? Were there any mysterious shipments any you know yeah off-site yeah. touchdowns that kind of thing slug-shaped yeah. containers slug-shaped <laughs> containers yeah uh now did you do you have computer equipment did you want to be the lead on this or did you want to get arthur r4 side and get him to do it and uh, assist him what's your computer? Uh, yeah i can assist r4 i okay. mean i have some computer use i'm just not you know ridiculously yeah, you're, skilled he's like an npc you're the man with the plan so like if rahal doesn't yep. have something for him to do then yeah this is no, this is a great opportunity for Instead of a whole man, like micromanaging everything, right? First, first yep. slice of the day is is like before we get into that. You've hit two very interesting ideas. Uh yeah, okay. And this is why he's on the crew, right? Experience I'm relevant. <laughs> Experience. Yeah, and I did pick You're up. You're always some relevant, Frank. I, Come I did on. pick up some computer spikes. So if we're going to start looking for mysterious shipments. I'm definitely going to be using some of those to bolster that use computer role. Just kind of being leery of anybody that's actually looking for that kind of traffic. Okay. I'm I'm wary of kind of counter espionage. All right. Well, I guess so this, I don't is, know this is what me to... as R4, right? Yeah, it's me rolling as R4. Okay. Um, <clears throat> those slicing chips give you, what, plus two? Plus two. Okay. And uh, you yourself can aid? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. that's one circumstance, right? So that brings him up to 16. Uh, 20. Okay. So I assisted. Bring him up to 18. Okay. So do you speak binary? Uh, uh, let me look at my languages. I th- well, he does actually speak basic as well. That is on there. No, I the droid speaks basic, but I can only say, oh, oh hey, by the way, Zin, bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. So unless Zin speaks uh, yes. binary... Yeah, the two languages I speak are galactic, basic, and binary. 
Okay, good. Okay, so you can have a conversation with them the way Luke and R2 do. Yep. A lot of people miss that, right? It's like, oh, oh, I speak Wookiee, but it's like, there's also everyone talking to droids where they're like, oh, you, right? And one speaks basic because both understand it. The other beeps away at binary because both understand it. And that's something in Star Wars always bugged me that it was like, oh, yeah, Han speaks Wookiee. It's like, yeah, Luke speaks binary. You don't notice he's the only one that actually talks to droids. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. pretty much, right? Okay, so great. So he's like, um, I can't get in from here. Uh, I can keep trying, but it will be very, very difficult from this access point. Okay, let, let's we'll focus on maps and overlays, and then depending on how that works out, we'll try to uh, you know just casually stroll onto the cloud city using these maps and references, looking for an access point that's kind of out of the way. Okay, so he can't get anything on where the the tournament's being held, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. he, he, yes, he can pull up mall maps of like you are here, and make sure you come down to the Armada room, and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 totally. And then so so then part two of that would be: Are there any data access points that are out of the way? Like seriously, out of the way. Last thing I want to do is get caught sneaking around here by myself. Okay. Um, tactics. Do you have knowledge of tactics? Uh, computer uh, use. Let's see. It's Ryan's favorite thing. <laughs> the one time it's called for. Well, right? tactics would give you an idea with a lower DC. Use computer. It's like, well, people that use computer tend to do this in a certain protocol. And even though the DC is higher, it's still related. So two different skills you could use. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Let me bring up my character real quick. Uh, I do have tactics. So let me go ahead. Got a 23 for knowledge tactics. Right. Uh, if you can get him into like a security room. You know what I mean? Like if you could get him into a closed, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if you could get him inside mm-hmm. a security outpost or, you know, where the cops hang are out. There, okay. So are there any of those areas, those security detail outposts that are being renovated or that are being just basically shut down? Okay. That information would be, sub-oc- that information would be, again, something you need to hack. However, okay. they would say bathrooms here, you know, police, because if you want to run to the police security, you know what I mean? You know, even the OPP have a sign out front of their, right? So there are certain, um, what do you call them? Like man stations and stuff um, that are marked on the mall map, as well mm-hmm. as, you, you know, you really want to greatly increase your chances, um, the actual. I'm just trying to think of the name of like the actual command center kind of thing, like the um um there would be a main terminal as well somewhere that sorry, we uh, would have... they're, sorry, they're called wing guard security posts. And there are several of them, you know, is what you need. And are they manned twenty four seven? Or are they just guy goes there, checks in, then leaves? Um like a kiosk or something. No, it's there's usually one guy watching cameras, if not two, you know. But two people in an isolated security post, like who watches the security, you know what I'm saying, right? You have two guys watching. Who, watch, who yeah. watches the watchman? Yeah, that kind of thing, right? Uh, if you guys manage to sneak into or break into a wing guard security post, then um, you we would be able to access the computers more readily, new kind master. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then the next thing I'll look at is um, fire suppression and trigger random fire suppression exhaust systems or water systems on a couple different areas, including one of these police check areas just to try to get everybody and everything soaking wet. So they'll like close it down for a little while. Okay. Um, there's probably a droid station 
emergency droid okay. station that's listed on the map where they'd have the fire droid and the cop droid, you know, that kind of thing. But okay. again, as far as like pipe layouts and everything, this is all, you know, secure information that you would not find on the tourist map. Uh, but again, at least the wing guard places, not saying you can't hack from here. It's just, you know, our roles have failed this time around. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. The computer is considered not so nice. If you hack from a wing guard, they have access. So to slice in there, uh, the computers are already considered friendly. A little easier. Wait, didn't you pick up some sort of hacking computer that was similar to Dr. Let's? I think he just grabbed some spikes. I I grabbed spikes. I couldn't afford to do both, and do, I think Doctor Leth may have done that. Oh, okay, he may have possessed one, but he's not here. So yeah. okay, yeah. This is um, Arthur's time to shine, and look at the, look at you guys all stepping out with the doctor out here. You know, without his slicing and his medical, it's, it's time for a little role reversal. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Season so, three. Is so all so let's take up, right? the droid and we're diversifying our portfolios. <laughs> let's take the droid on a little uh, day trip. We're going to start looking for one of these access points and try to hack from from the city no problem and we'll see how you make out with that next time on next we time. shot first say good night merrick such a chatterbox he's been talking this whole adventure good night man we sound like a well-oiled machine i have you 